And Jimmy Dolan joins us, of course, out of Sydney. He is the sports director for the Australian Radio Network. And Buff Lehman has the back of the little Buff, Jim. Tell us more. Ah, oh, yes, he's backing the ball, Dave Warner. He won't be losing his spot as vice-captain. In fact, it's just come through that Dave Warner and Quentin de Kock have been charged from that little kerfuffle in the stairwell in Durban. Level two for Dave Warner, bringing the game into disrepute. Level one for Quentin de Kock, both free to play in Port Elizabeth from Friday night. Ding, ding, seconds out, round two. Yeah, it's going to go, so pretty much nothing then, really. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they came down very hard. Yeah, Cause, which is quite a different one because, God, him and Kane Williamson, Jesus, it was like, get a room, you guys. They were, it was all like, oh, we're great. We share bats. We love each other. This is good. And then it's all, all very different over there in, in Africa. Uh, feelings on that series, though, with, with just the cricket and, and the drama taken out of it? Well, everyone's hoping now with a bit of drama that it might create some interest in South Africa and they might actually get a crowd for the second test in Port Elizabeth with starts Friday night because there was some great cricket played and, yeah, some ordinary things said. But, yeah, nobody turned up. I think 4,000 just under was the biggest crowd they had across the entire week, best day they had across for it. So they'd like to get some more players there. The Mitchell Stark, many are claiming, was the difference. He certainly bowled very, very well. And the young South African opener, we're watching him a little bit more closely. And Wolf Darren Lehman has suggested he better get used to the short ball in the second test. Oh, there we go. I love it. <laughs> yes. Like a bit of spice. However, uh, let's go to the, uh, you know, any more cricket there, Kento? We'll go to the NRL. So the NRL, now there's a, a very interesting case here of Mr. Matthew Lodge, um, a man there at the Broncos. I think he's, he's been named to start for them this weekend. Um, he went on a bit of a rampage. For those that don't know, tell us about the rampage in New York City. And then I, I see another accusation that I, I read about last night too. Yeah, Matt Lodge has had a very interesting career for somebody who hasn't played very much. He first came to the attention in Australia when he played in a junior state of origin match with the C-bomb word written in very big letters taped to his arm. You know, they like to write messages and God and Jesus and people's names. Well, he put the four-letter C-bomb word there oh, and it showed him? up in the Why? TV camera. So that was his first brush with fame. Then he was it wasn't at Clint? the West Tigers. Mm. No. Okay. He was at the West Tigers. He decided to spend an off-season in New York. It seems to come to light that he had a problem with prescription pills and alcohol. And he was 19 at the time. He's got absolutely blithering in New York, and he has no recollection of this. A video has come out this week where he's basically followed two women home, told them, this is the night you will die. They've gone into an apartment just hitting the buttons to try and save themselves. He's followed them in. He's assaulted, I think, two guys, a young family, and tried to assault these two girls then locked himself in a cupboard and started crying till the police came. He has no recollection of this. He spent time in jail. He was released. He then started his treatment. The judge let him come home. He was sued, but he couldn't afford to defend himself. He owes $1.6 million compensation to these people. He's shown, made no effort to repay any of that. So there's a lot of people saying, well, is this the sort of guy you want representing the game and a club like the Broncos? The Broncos have done the wrong thing. They've never let him defend himself. Tonight, he will appear on Fox Sports with the view of Sampson, where he does defend himself and he admits he has no recollection of that night, but he has done many, many things since then to try and make himself a better person and he's now a young father. Yeah, over the past two years, Jim, it was reported in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, he's, ex- he's attended multiple programs for rehab, Alcoholics Anonymous, again, more programs overseas and in Australia. So people are likely to be a bit more understanding and empathetic to his playing with the Broncos. Why haven't the Broncos put this information out earlier? 
Well, this is apparently they had legal uh, representation that they should he shouldn't say anything. They should keep him quiet and just let him focus on his footy. Well, he comes from his father is a policeman. He comes from a very good family, which he said, "I'm not brought up like this. It shouldn't have happened." He's admitted that he probably should have got some sort of counselling when he was a teenager to deal with some of his anger issues and his uh, well addictions issues, not just with alcohol and drugs, but he was just that sort of life. And yeah, he's probably should have done a lot of things earlier but he certainly should have spoken earlier because he has done some things to try and make his life better but there was also another incident that came to light when he was at the West Tigers where he went to New York to get away after he was convicted of assaulting a former partner so and everyone's using Russell Packer as an example if he can turn it around Matt Lodge can turn it around. Hey thanks Jim.